And that's when I found Jesus. The look you just gave me. <laughs> you know, I wish, I wish we, and by we, I mean me, I wish I did a better job of setting up live streams and YouTube and stuff or whatever. You know, that was kind of going to be my responsibility and the internet would kick out and all this and our camera and our ring light is just staring at us and it's pink. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ugh. But to see that look that you just gave <laughs> I'm gonna dude, I'm gonna Because everyone everyone listening is like, wait, what? And then the look you gave, it just was I, I can't even describe it. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm thanking you. I don't know if it's a good thing. Or no, it's a good thing. It it stunned me more than the, the comment itself I would have gone back and yeah. forth with. But the look you gave just stunned me silent. I was I just wanted to it was the moment before they break on like SNL or or the office bloopers or whatever. Mm. Like you can feel it coming like I'm going to break. I'm not going to be able to to go further with this joke. And yeah. That <laughs> it was that moment right before. Oh. I composed myself, but I, I was about to break. I like when they break character. It's funny. Oh, it's the best. Because that's how you know it's a really funny joke. There's the two people that write the jokes for each other. They do the, like the uh, the weekend update or whatever. Oh, Colin Jost and uh, Michael Che. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when they reverse it and make it racist as shit, and the white guy has to say black shit, the best. My favorite is like yeah, like they're coming out with a black superman <laughs> or Superman. His name is the Man of Steel, spelled S T E A L. <laughs> and Colin Jost has to just say it straight faced. <laughs> And he's reading it on the teleprompter. I think now they do it. They probably rehearse it a little bit. But I think when they first started, like, it was complete. Like, it was part of the gag was they didn't get to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you'd be. Well, yeah, because he'd be like, I can't. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. He'd see it on the teleprompter for the first time and be like, I can't. (laughs) And the other guy's name is Michael Che. And I I love when he's like, that was really racist. Yeah. He's just giggling to himself. I, I just I was scrolling through TikTok, of course, and came across the some office bloopers. Mm, yeah, and it was the one where Dwight is trying to check Jim's penis, and oh, he yeah, falls yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, they have the blooper reel, and it just keeps like he has to keep doing the shot. Yeah, grabbing. Uh, John Krasinski's, John Krasinski's dick yeah. <laughs> because John Krasinski can't help but start laughing every time and Dwight start, or uh, Rain Wilson starts laughing too because he's like I got it like you need to hold this together because I, I need to be done with this <laughs> like they're just going the best blooper outtake of all time oh yes not even a blooper I know where you're time. going Chris Pratt yep oh my gosh when they're sitting there for Parks and Rec and they're trying to go over like how to I think they're talking about Leslie's um her comeback. Yeah, her comeback to like city council. Yeah. And they're like everybody loves a good sea or everyone loves a good comeback story. Sea biscuit. Uh what is it? what else do they say? Like Rudy. And then Chris Pratt goes, Kim Kardashian. And they're like, what? No, no. And he goes, No, I am pretty sure in the video she got cum on her back. <laughs> and Nick Offerman just loses it. <laughs> so is Rashida Jones. Oh, oh God. Man. And the guy that plays uh, Gary Jerry. Yeah. Oh, man. that I could literally watch that 
on on a loop yeah. for a solid like three or four minutes and still laugh at it. Yeah. It's so interesting because as a human, I haven't had the fondest thoughts of Chris Pratt because of, you know, you read about his split with Anna Ferris and stuff like that. And I like wish they stayed some, together. And some of the directions he's taken in his personal life since. And, like, even, even in his interviews, he's not quite as funny anymore. But, boy, when he wants to start to shine and put on a show, yeah, he's one of the best. See, I don't follow a lot of that stuff. You know, what I know of him is good. I know that there was the whole, like, religion thing. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, he's a part of this church. He hates gays. And then he's like, no, I don't. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So I don't really know about that. But, boy, oh, boy, is he just hilarious. He's great. He's so funny. And the writers of Parks and Rec will always bring up that, like, they they hated him for a while because <clears throat> he wrote the funniest joke, or he improved the funniest joke of the entire series. And it's when he's sitting, when Leslie has the flu, and he's sitting at the computer, and she's walking out of the office, and he wasn't even supposed to say anything. And he looks <clears throat> at, the, at Leslie, and he goes, <clears throat> excuse me, and goes, um... Leslie, I typed your symptoms into this computer, and it says that you may have network connectivity problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Okay, serious question. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck, Mary kill. Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, or Chris Hemsworth? Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Damn it. Well, you married Chris Evans, and the reason is, He's fucking Captain America. Absolutely. He's Captain America. And I don't, I, you know, I don't, again, I don't follow, like, Hollywood, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, But he seems like a good freaking dude. Like, you marry him. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you don't just fuck Captain America. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. You put me in a pickle here because... I'm asking you to put your pickle somewhere. How do you not fuck Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you right? And then sadly, you would have to kill Chris Pratt. All right. But then, but, like, I would kill him in a very humane way. You know what I mean? Like a way where it was painless. He just goes to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want him to suffer. No, I, I just want to make that clear to our audience. Because <laughs> that that's a rigged question. It's not. It's no, a it's, very it's, difficult. It's, no, it's, it's a it's, difficult it, question. It is a rigged question. No, it's a difficult. You have question. to marry Captain America. You have to fuck Thor, and you have to kill the Star Lord. <laughs> the Star Lord. <laughs> you would probably. I, I really hate you. You right would. Now. <laughs> you would probably do it that way. If there were their characters too. Yes. Right. Yeah, and that sucks. Like, why wouldn't you want to fuck on the Bifrost? That would Dude. Be, you can fuck anywhere. Right. It's a wormhole. All right. No, it's not a wormhole. It's a Einstein, it's a wormhole. Yeah. Einstein Rosenbridge, whatever. Yeah. No, it's the Bifrost. Dude. Jane Foster calls it something different, asshole. Oh, Jane Foster. Yeah. Well, wait. Did you see the 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 last one? Mm-mm. Endgame was really literally the end. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you I, take you take a a very similar approach as I do with Batman. Like yeah. it's just I end it when <laughs> well, I want Bane, to. Bane killed him. He's dead now. <laughs> he broke his back. Bruce Wayne never comes back. <laughs> All of his money goes to charity. Oh my god. Did you see that? I hmm. just little Wayne that. Hmm. I rhymed. 
with the same word. <laughs> he broke his back. He doesn't come back. That's so little Wayne. That is very little Wayne. God. That guy's so rich. Oh, I love... Dude, I I never really listened to him when he was super popular. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when the Carter Three came out, that was... I want to say high school for me. When is when did Little Carter Three come out? I don't know. Unpopular opinion though. I don't like Drake. Oh, I don't like him either. I don't. I think he's overrated. Me too. And he looks like a Canadian turtle. Two thousand eight. So yeah, it was. You know what it was? Little Carter Three came out when I was like going out to bars and shit. Okay. I was I was twenty two. Forever is a great song though. Mm hmm. Uh, the only problem is they put Eminem in the song. Why? Because it makes everything better. Well, because like so I, he outrapped everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love watching people talk about Eminem, um, but like, because like there's a there's a uh, an interview with Kanye, and he's like he's like yeah when when Eminem when I heard Eminem's part of the track, I literally rewrote and re-recorded mine because it wasn't good enough compared to his. <laughs> and then the same thing about Fifty Cent. Like he's like um, rap. Is is um you know it's it's black people music right? He's like the the problem that a lot of black people have is there's a white guy that's better than everybody else. <laughs> it's it's true. It's it's got to be uncomfortable. It's got to be you know for <clears throat> people want to cite like the NBA right? Yeah. And the NBA has turned into a sport where it is far more black majority than. Than white folks, yeah. right? There are some really good white players, and don't get me wrong. Um, but that started out as white, right? Yeah, you know, Jerry uh, Naismith out in Kansas creating the 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 game itself. Blacks weren't even allowed to play in the early days of the league and stuff, and then, you know, there was a shift. Rap has always been. Rap has always been, you know hip-hop culture which started in the black community <laughs> i just made brian very uncomfortable with the text message <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyways <laughs> eminem is far and away the the goat of rap and i'm not the yeah. biggest rap person i like some rap i like the really really good rap mm -hmm. like kendrick is probably my favorite along with eminem kendrick is fantastic um, um i i have a hard time with this because like there's the biggie tupac battle yeah i know but you like, were I, always biggie i was always tupac and I love, but I love Tupac still. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, the, you, you know, you get into that battle and you forget about like Ice Cube, Dr. Mm -hmm. Dre. Like, you know what I mean? Or even like the guys from KRS-One. Or Wu-Tang. Mm -hmm. Love Wu-Tang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back onto my, my, I've been doing a lot of like, um, uh, like Noah Khan and a lot of, a lot of Christmas music oh recently, but that's because I just yeah. got into Noah Khan, so like I'm catching up. Also, I was a very cool uncle when I picked up my niece to take her to get her haircut, and I had Noah Khan on, and she's like, "You listen to this," and I was like, "I know, I'm really cool too." 
I'm the dopest. And then she's like, I hate you. I say, no, you don't. I'm your favorite uncle. I'm paying for your haircut. <laughs> and I took her to Spa Blue, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was last week after mm-hmm. the podcast. Yep. That went oh, dude. She is a 16-year-old girl. That is for sure. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. That is difficult. Yeah. But it's fun because it's really easy to embarrass her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's dating a new boy. Oh, he's a lacrosse boy. and hockey player. And interesting. And um, she shows me his picture, and she goes, yeah, "He's he plays lacrosse and hockey." I was like, "I can tell." Yeah, he's got the flowy dark hair. Yep. Yep. I was like, "You look like all of my busters at work." Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every last one, buddy. Flowy dark hair. Flowy dark hair. Yeah. What's up with the poofy front hair thing that the kids are doing? I don't know. I don't I've, like it. I've, dude. Well, hey, you know, when we were in middle school and high school, the trend was to like straight up the front and it looked like you walked into a wall with some hair gel in front and then all of a sudden it stuck that way. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't make too much fun. No, no. But I and I, and then the faux hawk was really big when I was in. Yeah, the... faux hawks, are, but faux hawks look pretty cool. And if you did the front thing the right way, where it wasn't just straight up, mm-hmm. which a lot of people were doing, was just like yeah, hard gel straight up the front. Yeah. If you just kind of messed it up in the front, which is what I you know I moved to, I thought it looked good, and it. But now it's like taking that to an extreme further out, yeah. where it's like pushy and puffed up in the front, but like. A foot in front of their face. It's yeah. weird. I like. There's a video online of uh, some adults like after these kids. It's these kids doing this video, and they're like, like, they wanted they want to be rappers, I suppose. These two probably like 15, 16 year old white kids. Oh, and they had the big poof, and so like a mom and dad recreated the video, and they put their hoods up like the kids, but then they just have a bunch of bananas. <laughs> that is exactly what it looks like. It's it's so funny that these trends emerge amongst young people, right? And they they don't stick for too long, but then like you always look back and you're like, oh my god! And then yeah. you're watching the and that's what the you know older generation did with us. They're like, what are yeah. they doing? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I enjoy being the age that I am now instead of being that age again. Because as I, you know, over the course of the last 36 years, I've learned to stop caring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like I like it because, like, it's like when I'm at work. I, I have, like, a little thing with all the youngsters. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, Raymond and I talk about chemistry together. But, I mean, that's like, that kid, like, I he's, he's like... I use this in the nicest way. He's the biggest nerd ever, and I love him. Like he's like he's going yeah. to Princeton. Literally had an interview at Princeton. Yeah, like that kind of level of smart. Um, and he's just an all around. Donald kid. Trump went to Princeton. Yeah, and I've said, this, I've said this. I've said this. I've said Princeton this. Princeton. So, <laughs> and I've said this a million times. Donald Trump is not a bad guy. He gave Kevin McAllister directions. They were probably wrong. No, they were right. He got to where he was going. In spite of Donald Trump, just like America. <laughs> We haven't done well. Um, no. <laughs> um, but then, like, you know, Zoe, R.I.P. is a thing. It's R.I.P. And I learned about McTwisted. You get McTwisted. Don't get it twisted. But that's not how you use it nowadays. 
Oh. Like you get twisted. Also, do you know what a blinker is? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> if so, I'm going right, I need to signal 100 feet out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a marijuana smoking device. It's like a, it's the, uh, the, the. Oh, the vape. Vapor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a pen so, because it blinks when you're using it. I think that you do it to a blink. I don't know. But anyways, two of the Well, if you if it blinks, it means you're taking a quick puff, right? Because it lights up for just a second. I have no clue. Well, you know how vapes work. Yeah. Yeah, and when you use it, yeah, it oh, like, okay. lights up for a second. So it's the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> you all learned something here today, or at least I did. I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, I just. It just makes sense. And so, I guess all the kids hit them at work all the time. Oh, um, okay. And two servers hit it on Friday night, and you could tell. Um, and, uh, so all of yesterday, I, I mean, I prepared myself. Uh-huh. Um, and so I asked both of them when they got to work, I was like, Hey, when you pulled into the parking lot, did you use your blinker? And they're like, <laughs> I-, I think so. I was like, okay, I should make it sure. <laughs> and I purposely had like donuts in the back and I said, would you guys like some baked goods? <laughs> and Those then, didn't last very long. And then <laughs> they're asking for their drinks. I was like, "Do you want this smoked? <laughs> Do you want this drink to be smoked?" <laughs> All I of went a sudden, to this, the paranoia starts. Kicking. I was super hungry. I was super hungry last night, and I went to this restaurant in Elk Grove. It's called Munchies. Have you and had would, munchies before? And then, I, and then I would just stare at them. The the best though, I mean, that just kind of like, well, the one kid got pissed at me. The girl thought it was funny when she found out that I didn't care. Yeah. Um, but um, that the night when I, once I found out that night on Friday that, that that's what they had done and that's why they were acting so weird. I waited until it was like, you know, I was talking to some people in the service stations, and the two of them walked by. I was like, hey, you guys do know that um, there's the random drug test tomorrow, right? <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! Have you guys heard of our zero tolerance policy? <laughs> Remember that sheet you signed in Dare? Yeah. We we care about that. I'm calling Officer Kim. <laughs> Officer Carney for me. Oh yeah, Officer Kim was the best, dude. She was so cool. Officer Carney. Wow. You know you have those moments where shit comes back up. Yeah, dude. And you're like, and it makes you reflect. All yeah. the way back to some random time, and you like pull that name right out. Like, oh yeah, dude, Officer Carney, and I can see him. And you know, my dad knew all the police officers because yeah. he was a police officer in Elmhurst. And I just—it's crazy how quickly it comes back. And then you start thinking about other things. We got in trouble. We weren't allowed to sit, sh- sign our dare shirts. Because people were doing something, they were they were doing some sort of, you know, like hags have a great summer. Yeah. But they were doing they were doing a, an acronym <clears throat> that meant something else, and the t- I obviously wasn't one of the perpetrators. Yeah. But we lost our ability to sign the shirts because, like, four or five guys were doing this one signing and it meant yeah. something, and they're like, "Yeah, we're done." And I was like. Cool. I didn't want anyone to sign mine anyways because that would just tarnish my beautiful dare shirt. 
Uh, I shit you not, that was my thought process. Brian's, I did not want people signing. Brian's nickname in elementary school was Goody Two Shoes. <laughs> Narc. Mine was Goody No Shoes. Brian went to a rich school. They had shoes. I didn't no, they just called me school. homo. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I. You know, I I, I joke a little bit, but I, I was actually kind of bullied just a little bit and I think it's short for homeowner. Yeah, I was a very young homeowner. I started my real estate <laughs> diversity portfolio. Yeah, um, I followed Grant. Cor- is it Grant? Grant Cardone? Greg Grant Cordo- Cardone? Yeah. Did you hear about his beef with the Wolf of Wall Street? I don't know, about dude. It. It's great. He's a douche. I think yeah, he's, he's terrible. I, I read the ten X. Did you before he got really big? And I was like, oh, this kind of makes sense. But it's like, you think you want lunch? <clears throat> no, you want ten lunches. It's like no, no, I don't. It's I just like want one. just one's good. The, the whole premise is like ten x everything. Yeah, you want to make a million dollars? Why aren't you making ten? Yeah, you want one home? Why don't you own ten? It's like well, he just he just did an interview where he said like home ownership home owner home ownership is stupid now. Yeah, it's like you should own a home. No, you should you own should properties. You need to invest in yourself. Yeah, you got to own ten properties, but, but not your own. Yeah. I'm doing the whole uh, pay off your mortgage in um, like seven years faster thing. Oh yeah, by adding some more to the principal. It's just two fifty, but you have to say two principal only, please. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, YouTube. Because <laughs> I was always paying more in the mortgage, but then I'm like. So I was doing that, not two fifty. Who's doing like an extra one fifty? Still pays it off quicker, dude. It does, but then I was like over 30 years i don't know if i'm going to be in this house for 23 years i'll be in my house for 23 yeah you yeah because you bought a great home that you want to live in forever i bought the home i could afford at the time well it's the same for both of us. i mean well i mean like it's all i could afford at the time yeah i would consider and i have considered and i don't know i i i love my house but there are some systemic issues if you Mm -hmm. will my house is america Yes. My house is America. It's it's a nice home. Mm-hmm. It's settling. Yeah. Um, there are some systemic foundational issues. Yeah. But it's got some good bones to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and part of me wants to just ride it out and see how long it goes. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part of me that wants to burn it all down and start over. Well done. Thank you. That was really well done. And that's actually true. I've never made that that uh, analogy, but I was staring at my house and I'm like, I do like it. It's beautiful. We got new siding, new roof. Yeah. It looks great. It does. But the problem From is... The outside, but the problem is on the inside. Yeah. And I don't mean Brian's family. They're lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the settling thing is a is a tough thing. And we knew that going in. And I could sell it right now, even as it's settling for, well, more than I bought it, but I don't know. I think the the best thing that you can do is buy that blank property right across the street from you. No, it's not. That's not big enough. That's not a big enough piece of land. Yeah. So how are they selling that? Because they're selling the land, 
But like, didn't you tell me that there's not enough land to build on? Like by by zoning, there's there's a lot of restrictions as far as like what you can do and what you can't do there. Yeah, I'm gonna build a four story house there. And the village of West Dundee just wasn't having it. Like the because people bought it and they wanted to build like a nine hundred thousand dollar house, or it it wasn't more than that, like a one point something million dollar house on that property, and it just wasn't happening. They're like, yeah, we won't let you do that. And that's very similar to what's going on in America right now. It's like we want to do all of these great things and improve the neighborhood or or the country. Uh-huh. And there's just a bunch of people getting in the way of that. And yeah. those people are called uh, government workers. So I heard, I thought I heard, and I didn't, I didn't deep dive it, but Congress is looking to ban hedge fund from buying single family homes. Which I, I think would be great. I had heard that. I would really like it if that were the case because um, all they're trying to do is is fuck with the market and make themselves a lot of money because then they're going to go back and sell those homes for way more than they're worth. Right. Or yeah. just continue to rent them out and jack up the renting price. Yeah. Rent is so stupid right now. I was looking at... Like, I, every once in a while I look at like uh, rent prices in the area. It's It's the... Listen... And when I when I criticize boomers, it's most likely not the listeners' parents or the listeners themselves. Yeah. Right. The boomer generation that controls all the wealth, <clears throat> you know, the the billionaires and hundred millionaires and even a bunch of millionaires. It's their last gasp, and I think they're yeah. really trying to squeeze everything they can mm-hmm. out of the economic orange, if you will. They're squeezing every last drip of juice, and with that in mind, like it's just a waiting game. I'm I'm really interested to see that wealth turnover in the next 10, 15 years and what it looks like. It won't be in time for us. Right. No. But millennials. Are, millennials are kind of cemented. We'll be, you know, forties uh, to fifties, which you know we're still working and we're still building towards retirement. But like we've lost out on that huge boom that can happen. I think for a Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Yeah. Is Generation Beta out? Have they released that model yet? I don't know. We can go home and try. <laughs> And yet a chance. <laughs> three is good for you. Oh, three is plenty for me. Yeah. If I listen, if I had millions of dollars, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm making a fourth. Really? You? Oh, you? Hell would. yeah! I love kids, dude. I love my kids so freaking much. They are the best. They're the coolest. They suck at times. Yeah. But like, I was just having this conversation with Sam. Um. Well, I can say that now. Congratulations, Gavin Sam. Yeah, yeah. You're having a baby. Um, and so I'm like, when you know. What's the baby do? <laughs> uh, she's got a summer baby coming. Oh. Um, but I, I was like, dude, don't listen to anything that anybody ever tells you about kids. Every kid mm-hmm. is different. Your kid's going to be great, and you're going to fucking love them to death. Yep. It doesn't matter. They're going to suck at times. They're going to be really great most of the time. The only thing I think any parent has to know about their kid is to make sure you have a diaper bag backpack and not the one with the sling because that one falls off 
Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> I was going to say the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is being present. Yeah. Just be there and give a shit. Yeah. That's all it is. Because, you know, the, oh, did you slice the grapes? Did you use this brand of formula or were you breastfeeding or formula baby mm-hmm. or you know do they get screen time or not do they get yeah. to you know watch miss rachel or einstein baby or whatever the fuck little einstein is my fave dude. yeah little einstein so yeah. good you know whatever they do the kid will be fine as yes. long as you are there yep for them and they know because what that leads to is a secure child. Yes. A secure child that will be adventurous, be willing to take risks, and go for it all. Yeah. And I think that's all it comes down to. Yeah. Like, everything else, breastfeed uh, formula, all those things that are so criticized, I think, don't matter. None I, of it matters as long as you are present and loving to your child. Yeah. Yeah. I take zero advice about children or about like raising children unless I ask for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't ask for I I'll ask for it from a very limited few pe- like people. Yeah. in my life and everything else I just kind of throw out the window. There's a mom over at the school. She's part of the PTA. PTC? They call it not the PTC. Yeah, that's weird. I don't understand PTC. Parent Teacher Committee. They're no longer an association. They're not associated anymore. <laughs> They're just a committee. Um but there was a a point where like um Charlie was choking on something. Not choking on something, but like he had something kind of stuck in there. And so I give him a little pat on the back. And she goes, oh my God, don't do that. And I said, well, it worked. And she goes, no, you can't do that. I can lodge it further. And like, listen, I've heard that. <clears throat> and I just looked at her very calm and I said, my mother had seven children. That's how she did it. And that's how my Nana did it. And she was a nurse. And, yeah. And we're, I'm here still. Yeah. It was actually nine, but two of them died from choking. <laughs> Maybe I, you know, only the strongest survive in yeah, the grown-up household. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't called the Sparta house for no reason. <laughs> that's that's how she dislodged it. This is Sparta, and she kicked yeah, you in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't die, yeah. if her foot didn't go through your chest, yeah, you uh, you, you deserve, made it. You deserve to you be deserve alive. To, you deserve to live. Yeah. I think I think that's that's the key. It's common sense. If if the person deserves to live, they will, and therefore, you know, put them through the ringer. Dude, literally. No, I, I think I think to go back, and and you're right. Like a lot of people solicit advice, and I just did as well. But my advice is just simple. That's yeah. It's that's, not. Mm-mm. It's not criticized. It's not critical. It's just be as present as you can, and yeah, you know. Sometimes both parents work. Sometimes one parent works. Yep. Sometimes one parent works three jobs. Sometimes both work three jobs. Whatever you do, when you're not working, just be present. Yeah. Speaking of which, today, this is the last thing. We're getting into politics right after this. 31 minutes is all it took us to get there. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but I've been getting feedback that people like us just shooting this shit oh. for a while. You ever shot a piece of shit before? <laughs> Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, ironically, we're going to be talking about ADD in the media. Yeah. But oh, this is <laughs> this perfect. Is perfect. This is great. We okay. can't stick to so a single my, subject. My, my last little thing of being yeah. present is yeah, yeah. Um, something I made a deal with myself. Um, and I, I'm trying to get on, on board with this. Honey, I love you so much. You're amazing. Get on board. Because um, 
Ann and I feel two different ways about a messy house. I'm okay with it. Like, I do like to clean the house. I like it clean. But, like, I understand the way that the kids are and cleaning up after them. It's just like, there's no point. Like, they're going to make a mess. It's going to be messy. There's going to be toys everywhere. Um, I just have a little bit. I'm, I'm more okay with it than Anna is. And that's fine. That's just, you know, sure. our different styles. <laughs> um, but I told myself this weekend because I put in a lot of hours. Um, I, was, I think I clocked out at, like, 60-something hours this week. Yeah. And that's actually clocked in hours. Because um, I do a lot of stuff off the clock. Um, but um, I I was talking to myself in my own head on Friday because I'm a psychopath. And um, I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, Ben really wants to play the new Spider-Man game. Yeah. And so I had down, I downloaded it on the PlayStation. Oh, the game is pretty cool. Well, if you have PlayStation Plus, like, it's a free-to-download game. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I did it. Uh, finally using my PlayStation subscription that I've been paying for for years, years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know what? On Sunday, I have the podcast and then Anna's going out to brunch. And while she's at brunch, I'm not going to clean anything. I'm going to go pick up my second PlayStation controller from my brothers. And Ben and I are going to play Spider-Man. And Charlie's going to be napping. And Jakey will probably watch and eat snacks, and I'm going to order pizza. Oh, dude. And that's all I'm going to do today. That's going to be the best day. Yeah. And then I'll probably have to do some stuff when Anna gets home, but I don't care. Yeah. That's good. It's a fun, It's a Sunday fun day. Yeah. With the kids. Yeah. And Spider-Man. And, I'm, yeah. and, and if she says, honey, did you clean the house? I'm going to say, do you want me to save New York, or do you want me to clean the house? This is your choice. Their heads are on your shoulder, or their heads are on your conscience. That's it. Yeah. 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 Their lives. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. God damn it. I only fucking saved the people on the train. Yeah. That's an old you spider. Did no, you did Dude, it. Dude, I'm going to, man. Yeah. I'm no, that game, that game was supposedly, and I didn't play it, but I, I literally watched people stream it, so yeah. I watched other people play it. Mm-hmm. It's that interesting. God. It's, now I want to talk. It's about, so beautiful. Now I want to talk. About, <laughs> there's streamers that I follow on YouTube Shorts. Yeah, and it's this guy, and they're on Twitch too. It's this guy um, who changes his voice to make him sound like a little kid. Oh, nice! And it is, <laughs> and he's just so sweet. And they're always like, you know, it's all these older people in the in the in the, yeah. uh, the chat with him. And he's like, please don't kick me. Like, I promise I'm really good. And like, you know, he sounds like a 10 year old kid. Like, kid, how old are you? He's like, I'm nine and a half or I'm 10 and a half. Yeah. Um, and he's just out there and he wrecks. Like, he's really yeah. good. They're playing Warzone. <clears throat> yeah. And he just demolishes. And he's saying these things in the background. Like, you know, you always hear him like, um, if there's a, a girl in the chat or whatever, he's like, mom, there's a girl in the chat. <laughs> Like, mom, can I have some more pizza pot or some more bagel bites, please? <laughs> but they'll slay, and they'll be like, kid, you fucking did it. You did it. You're going to be a pro. And he's like, no, teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, my God. That's it's, adorable. Dude, it, it sounds like an adorable kid playing video games. There's a girl that does it, too, and all she does is, like, use a voice mod to, like, yeah. make herself sound like a guy. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, less fun for me. Yeah. I remember watching... It was, I won't ever forget it. All these streamers will do things with, you know, young kids. There were two that stick out to me. Tim the Tatman did one. And the kid was talking about how, you know, he wanted to stream one day. And he didn't have a very good computer and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, kid, if we win this game of Fortnite, I will buy your computer. 
And so the kid, you know, is is going around and he's so excited, blah, blah, blah. And it comes down to him and the kid. And then there's one last person. And so in a battle royale, you just have to be the last person standing or the Mm -hmm. last two standing. And so Tim is like, all right, go for it, kid. This is all it's, you know, what it's all up to. And he had to explain, like, I need to talk to your dad and stuff like that. So it wasn't weird. And then uh, the kid choked. And Tim is like, and the kid's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, listen, that was just for fun. Add a little pressure to it but i'm giving you that computer anyways you're a good kid yeah and not just like a good kid you're kind and you're thoughtful mm-hmm. and you're respectful and like that should be rewarded in yeah. this world and it just like gave me the feels there was another one where courage he he was doing the same kind of thing and he wanted to have the same moment yeah and so he's talking to this kid he's like i'm gonna you know yeah. take care of you like whatever and the kid's mom gets on he's like do you play with kids all day is this what you do who are you? And he's like, no, 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 I'm a streamer. And he like starts backpacking. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, and we just wanted to reward you. She's like, do you, do you, do you pretend to give gifts to kids online all the time? Is that oh what you And like, this is live streaming. Oh, and Jesus. so she's talking on the microphone and he is just, no, 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 no. That's not what we yeah. do. Like I'm, I'm a real streamer. You can pull me up right now. Yeah. Like you can see me, like yeah. people know me. I'm, I'm I'm kind of famous, but like not really famous. But I'm just kind of famous, like in video game, like yeah, oh. just absolutely wonderful, wildly uncomfortable, absolutely. And the other thing that the guy says in the kid voice is like, um, when there's like one person left to take out, he's always like, uh, come down, come out with your hands up and your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love I love video games and how they bring they they create a community yeah. it's also could be very toxic oh absolutely. like the old war zone days like yeah. modern warfare the first time it like came out and like you basically had to mute 80 percent of people that oh, you came across because talking shit talking shit or dropping the n-word nonstop, yeah. and you're like all right i played i played not that long ago and by that i mean probably a year ago okay it was the last time i played like you know war zone online um it wasn't Warzone. What was it called? It was like yeah, Warzone. Was it still okay? Yeah. Um, and I was I, I'm I'm online. And I'm not I, you know I'm not very good. But yeah. I was like playing with like Vince yeah. and like um, uh, Frankie was on too, and like um, all these guys are talking shit about me, and I'm just like, yeah. oh yeah, well I own a home and I have a retirement fund, so <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a father of three, motherfucker. <laughs> That's one thing that Did I Did you do. brush your teeth? <laughs> so I didn't, I don't, I never got into Warzone. <clears throat> I just started playing a little bit of Fortnite again with some buddies because they brought the original map yeah. back when I, I mean, from six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were playing, <clears throat> but you don't have the the lobby at the end, no, okay. right? And that's where all the shit talking yeah, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during the game in Warzone, they have proximity chat. So if you're nearby an enemy, yeah, you can. And you're not them. in a group chat, like they can hear you talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's awesome. Yeah. Like the the moments that I see streamers having with other people, like no, 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 don't kill me, don't kill me. All right, I won't kill you. I need you to do this, and then they like yeah, make up yeah, do yeah, stupid yeah. No, shit. No, no, no. I've seen that. Have you seen the video of the the guy that there was a sniper that was just he was camping in the game, and so the guy finds him and he crawls up behind him without the guy noticing, 
and then gets his gamer tag and sends him a message that oh, says yeah. behind you. Yeah. And then he turns around and he just blasts. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was uh the snow level. I do have to say since I brought up Vince, um he Vince is the sweetest cuz like Vince does play. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he and he's pretty stinking good at it. He makes it. some good wings too. Yes, he does. He's a um, wing guy for I'm that. I'm trying to get him back on board. Uh he won't do it. He's he's very hesitant. Um, Although your wings were phenomenal. No, no, yeah, I should have no, double no, double no, no, um, no, they were really, really good. Almost, not quite, up to Sticky Fingers level. Love Sticky Fingers. Thanks for coming out again the other night. Yeah. Um, but when I, I used to play zombies with Vince, mm. and um, I was okay to a point, but Vince and like his buddies are just like exemplary. Mm-hmm. And so it would get to the point where, like, they were just like, first of all, they had to tell me where to go because you had to put these pieces together and then you build these things and then, like, you can do cooler stuff and get laser guns and, like, um, and so, like, I'm, I'm playing with them and it gets towards the end and it was just, they would have to revive me and revive me and revive me and revive me. And they were killing off, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of zombies. Yeah. And then, like, in the midst of that, they're saving my life. Yeah. And he was always, him and his buddies were always just so cool about it. They were just like, it's all it's all good, man. You're all good. Yeah. And we'd still make it to like level one hundred and it would take hours. Yeah. Um They have twelve hundred kills. You're like, I have, I have sixteen. Dude, I got ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I got ninety, bro. I almost got into the triple digits. <laughs> it's just another challenge. You know, that's what I've also found is uh, when playing those games now, like like I said, I'll play with my buddy Joan Ryan and I look at it and it's like I don't want to play the game solo. Like you can no, and it's yeah. fun. It's just I'm like yeah. And I I logged on the other day. I had some free time and they were a little bit behind. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna play a couple rounds. And I was like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I only wanted to play like twice. And I was like, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, you know, I wanna I wanna talk and shoot the shit and yeah. make fun of each other and yeah. like Ryan, where the fuck are you? Like we're yeah. fighting a fight. You're like, oh, I'm just looting over here, guys. It's like, <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. Vince would always tease me when we would do team deathmatch, and I would I would use a tactical insertion. He's like, dude, people don't fucking use those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we would start in the lobby, and I had a couple of spots that I like to go where I could get some decent kills. Yeah, like yeah. Team deathmatch, I was so so like my kill to death ratio was, you know, I had more kills than deaths. Good, that's all you can ask for, dude. And that's a win for me. That's a dub. Yeah. But like, <laughs> would always tease me. Like to this day, there's times where I go into the kitchen, and if you know modern uh, or if Call of Duty gets brought up, Vincent will start going like this, which is me <laughs> doing the, the tactical yeah, the t- He's like, and <laughs> 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 he teases me like relentlessly. He's like, you turn around, Kev just on one knee, fucking putting his tactical <laughs> insertion down, his little flare down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would, I liked the tactical insertion because I love a good revenge story. If somebody would get me, yeah, if somebody would get me, you know, and then they'd like sit in the spot for a second, I'd respawn. Yeah, I'd respawn and be like, (laughs) gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure they hated that too. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) But I loved it. God, video games are fun. But if you don't, nowadays with the the way the games are, you have to have the time invest in it to invest in them. You really do. That's why for me, like, if I'm going to find a new game, I always just look for one that's got like a really good story mode to it, and like I like like Red Dead Two. Yeah, and that's an older game now, but like 
that's one that's just like this is awesome. I can play through it. Oh, I just redownload. I downloaded because another free one from PlayStation was um, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I love the Assassin's Creed games. That was um, that was the last one I played. Same. Uh, yeah. I heard, I heard yeah. the Valkyrie one's really good. Yeah, I'm sure. I I, I loved them all. Mm-hmm. I my favorite was the American Revolution one. That one was fun. Uh, that was like you were a turncoat. Yeah, the the idea, like they they upped the mechanics of the game yeah. to a different level. I love the tomahawk that you used. Yeah, that was the second one, wasn't it? Third, because you had oh. two as Ezio. That's right. That's right. No, no, no. The first one you were. Um, gosh, I just. Or no, the second one was Ezio. The first one. I'm googling it. That's fine, but you're right. To go back. You need to commit, like, I mean, that's why I stopped playing Fortnite, is they had this, in Fortnite you build, and these kids would just practice building. And so, like, it used to be you put up one little wall to give yourself a breather. Now they they build, like, the Sears Tower. And I'm like, I can't do that. Altair. Altair, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that one was cool, but like like you said, like, but going, even from that to when you were at CO... Like there was a lot of things that they changed and yeah. upgraded, and like, yeah. um, it's not like Far Cry where it's like you have the same things to yeah. do. Yeah. You're just it's a different shitty situation. Yeah. They did change it a little bit with Far Cry Four, <clears throat> where you like had some like mystical powers or whatever. Yeah, I know with Assassin's Creed Black Flag that. The cool thing about that was the naval battles. Well, and not only that, but that was really that game. It turned it into like a sandbox style game, yeah. Where like you can do anything, go anywhere. There's like, like you if you just played straight through and just finished the game, you've only completed like thirty percent or forty yeah. percent of the game. There's so many other side missions and quests, but dude, I decked out my ship, and then I would like once it got like really good, I'm just like I was seeking out battles. I'm like, you know, I can't remember what the the biggest ship you yeah. could battle was, but uh-huh. I was like, fuck it, I'll go get that guy right now. I avoided it at all oh, costs. No, I just dude. wanted to get through the storyline. Nope, nope. I was out there sailing the seven seas and just fucking people up. <laughs> and I was like, suck on these cannonballs, <clears throat> bitch. I actually, and it's funny that we're talking video games because I just, <clears throat> pardon me. I know you just got a with choked the, up, right? Nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, Fortnite brought me back a little bit and I was like, oh, this is great. And so, it was Black Friday, and yeah. they had all those deals on PlayStation, <laughs> and I downloaded God of War Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Dude. Good? So good. Good. I have to stop they, for a second, because I have... I have, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, one. I was going to say, the level in, like, I played The Last of Us 1 mm-hmm. and 2. Loved them. And obviously, they turned The Last of Us into this critically acclaimed, award-winning show mm-hmm. on HBO. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about a lot of single-player games now, mm-hmm. is they are an art form like yeah. they are the stories and yeah. the depth of character that gets developed in these games yeah it's just unbelievable and and the cutscenes now with the level of graphics that oh. they can portray yeah it's it's just as good as a movie what i don't have like the new playstation or the new xbox i still have the playstation 4 but even the graphics on that are yeah fucking, i mean dude, I, have, I, I, I have a playstation 4 I, like the first video game system i played on I literally played Pong. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and then I played Atari and Super Nintendo. So like now it's like, you know, I don't know. I played I played NES first. 
But then I went to Jim Lash's house, and he had an Atari. Dude, Jim Lash. Big yeah. shout out, Jim Lash. Jim Lash. Um, what I was going to say earlier is I have, I don't know what's going, I don't know if it's uh, the sleep deprivation or what it is right now, but there's been like four or five occurrences, three of which were on this podcast today where I've laughed at something I thought in my head. And the, <laughs> and the, 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 the only one I feel comfortable sharing is, and I told this story to Brian earlier, where I had somebody come into the restaurant last night and they said something not so nice about the restaurant that um, Brian's sister works at. And I went into this thing, and this is, I, I made a joke about my star sign again. I said, dude, I'm such a Scorpio because the second that he said it, I was like, my best friend's sister runs that restaurant, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was ready to like fight this man to the death to defend her honor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then you know what it was? It was like a, it was like a, a person who's never worked in the industry comment, like where like they don't understand growing pains because like it was like yeah they just opened up. I was like, well yeah, motherfucker. Like, do you know how hard it is that first like couple of months? Yeah, the first year is rocky. It's also interesting when people are like, yeah. So I I went in, <clears throat> I went in. They were just about to close, and I ordered some food, and it didn't come out great. Yeah. And this had nothing to do with You also pissed off the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it was like the kitchen had already closed. Yeah, they turned everything on they for you. They turned it all back on. You should be thankful. You know, okay, so this one time, yeah. this really cool story. At band camp. This one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my pussy. Um, <laughs> and that word got brought up again today. <laughs> yeah. So I was out with my cousin. And when, you know, my cousin has done very well for himself in his professional life. And so he has a certain network of friends mm -hmm. and I'll never forget it. At this time I was a teacher out in the farms making $31,000 a year, but I went out and saw him and whatever. <clears throat> and we met up with these friends and then they had just come from a funeral service mm -hmm. And it was one of their friends' moms. And then that friend came out and, you know, I met him, really nice uh, Indian man, very, very kind. Obviously, he was, you know, feeling it. And, uh, so we kind of joined up with their group that they were, you know, kind of going out with and whatever. And it was getting kind of late. It was like almost midnight. Okay. And so... We were like, oh, well, you know, we should get some late night food. And the guy was like, yeah, you know, I could really go for some Gibsons. Well, Gibsons had closed. Yeah. And we're, I was like, I just looked up the hours. And I don't know. Like, I'm yeah. just like, I just looked up the hours. They, they're closed. And he's like, yeah, that's no problem. Called up Gibsons. And they opened up the grill for, for our little group of 20 people or whatever it was. They opened it back up. It turns out this guy was like. A hedge funder. Like okay. He, it was his family's hedge fund. Yeah. <clears throat> and we go out. And so my cousin and I are going. And this wasn't totally out of the norm for him. But I'm, I had never even been to Gibson's. Yeah. So they open up. They serve us lobster tails and filet medallions to like all the table, like the five or so tables that we had. Because the bar was the only section open. Yeah. So we sat in the bar, took up like five different bar tables blah 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 and he's like yeah and just open a tab up put it on this card anyone that's with me you know wants a drink go ahead so people are getting hammered at gibson's and 
eating. I was drunk eating lobster tail and filet. My first time ever eating lobster was at Gibson's. And it was like late night drunk food. And I'm like, this is not normal. This Taco Bell is normal. Yeah. And so. Sticky fingers. Yeah. Well, sticky fingers is the best. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we're progressing through the night. And, and, you know, I look at myself and I'm sitting here talking with my cousin who's, you know, in um, mergers and acquisitions. And the girl across from me is, is a neurosurgeon. And then. The other girl across from me is like, you know, a financial director of some company. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, so what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm a teacher. And they were like more excited about that, you know, because like they're all the same rich people. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, man, this is someone doing something. No, I'm not that guy. But I, I was like, man, this is so great. And he had also ordered a round of Jameson for everyone that was there. Yeah. The entire bar, mm-hmm. right? And so you can imagine, just that alone is is expensive to order the entire room of bar, yeah. uh, of the bar a shot of Jameson. And so, I go back up to the bar, and I'm like, "Oh, can I get two shots of Jameson? Because I'm not buying everyone." I was yeah. like, "I need to get to. I've never met this guy until yeah. tonight." But you know, it was great what he was doing, and it was like in the memory of his mom, which yeah. was really cool. And then I go grab a a shot, and I'm like, "All right." And I bring it up to the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, I think his name is Isaiah. I was like, hey, man, I just wanted to share a shot with you in, in honor of your mom. And he's like, thanks, man. He's like, no one's done that. And I was like, all these rich people yeah. are just sucking off the teat right now. Yeah. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But I remember going tough to the bar, ordering two shots of Jameson. It was like, and this was a decade ago. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, probably 15 bucks it was like 20 bucks so you know with tip or whatever yeah. and i was like fuck that's a lot because <laughs> <laughs> i was just like or it was 50 it was yeah it was 15 it was eight bucks a, a a shot and you know left four bucks as tip and i was just like you know i was like i said a teacher making 30k a year and i was just like fuck 20 dollars that's a lot yeah but dude. i took it over and i was proud and, and 20, was, 20 20 shots of jameson at, at blue root right now before tax pretty be much a, anywhere it would be 180 dollars for 20 shots yeah that makes sense yeah so after tax you're talking you know yeah but i'm saying he did it for the whole room so there was probably 100 people in that room holy shit and that was bef- that's just the round my, of my math is it my was, math is really good on this that's 900 dollars that <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone there and so the food and stuff was just for our tables, mm-hmm. but like, it was just I don't know, it was just Dude. badass. And but the thing is, in going back, it was like, the kitchen was closed and they yeah. opened it with no problem. Like the general manager was like, "Yeah, no problem, we'll open it for you." I love, and this is because like I came, you know, from a place where like I couldn't afford a lot of things for a, lot, for a long time in my life, um, but uh, I love when I can like pick up a tab yeah and you know this yeah um but it, it like it makes me feel good like my my lo- i've said this before you know what i mean like food and drink that's my love language either i'll make it yep. for you or i'll buy it for you yep um but like like when we went out for the dad's night like i picked up the tab and like it wasn't a lot you know what i mean we're talking about like we were all drinking beer yeah there were no shots we paid we played bowling with bowling and drinks 
it was probably like 125, 150. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Dude, really not bad. No, but that's a significant gesture. Yeah. But I would love to be able to do something like that where I'm just like, I don't know, just bought everybody oh, in here. I'm just going to drop a thou. Yeah. No problem. Like, I'm going to drop a thousand on a round of shots. We had a pharmaceutical company do an event at the restaurant. Um, <clears throat> Same one, right? Or I think I've worked that party, right? Jansen? Yeah. Yeah. So now there's there's a law. They're great. They are really great. Some of the doctors are yeah, not so nice. But um, all the pharmaceutical folks are super, like, they're, they're truly sweet people, and they have a lot of money. A lot of money. I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of money in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody has to pay for their own tabs because, like, there's a law that, you know, um, restricts any pharmaceutical company from doing some sort of outing and paying for alcohol because it, you know. Right. Even, it's not like the thousands of dollars they're spending on food is not, you know, laying a little influence. But there's one guy who's really well off and he likes expensive whiskey. And so I had a bottle that was sent to me by mistake. So Widow Jane does a lot of different, they started with Rise. Um, now they're kind of really trying to get into the bourbon game and, um, they're allocated ones, which I'm able to get because I've been bringing their stuff in for a long time is they have a, a 10 year, a lucky 13, which is a 13 year. And then they have a 15 year aged hmm. and the 15 year was sent to me by mistake. And I had set it aside to return cause it's like a $150 bottle. And I'm like, you know, we're not going to want to be paying for that $150 bottle in January when it's slow. Right. So he comes in. First of all, he was pissed that I wasn't working at this party. He's like, I, re- I request you every single time. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, you know what, man? You know, it's just really hard with the way that the staff is. And like, you know, Maria likes me downstairs and blah, 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 blah. You know, she feels comfortable because then I can watch the front of the house. Yeah. And he's like, I know, I get it. I get it. I get it. He's like, I'll come down. I'll do a shot with you before I leave. I'll buy you a shot. I said, okay, yeah, I'll be down there, man. And he comes down to the bar. He goes, listen, you got some good whiskeys up there. I know that you knew we were coming. He's like, but what else do you have? And I go, you know what? Fuck it. Because this guy is not going to blink at, you know, a $35 pour. Yeah. And I go, hold on one second. I go downstairs. I grab it. I go, you know, this is Widow Jane's 15 year. I go, dude, it, I mean, you're not going to find this on the shelves. Like, this is something that came to us, and we got one of a select few bottles. I was going to return it because it's so I did. I left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, um, I go, if you want, man, I'll open it up for you. Yeah. And I did. And then I brought it up to Nikki because he's like, yeah, bring that upstairs because I'm definitely going to be having another one of those. And I said, okay. I went up to grab the bottle on Saturday morning, and they went through three quarters of it, like spending that kind of money. Just so you know, in a liter bottle, you get like 33.6 ounces. Yep. That's, you know, when you do it on, on the rocks, you're pouring two ounces. Like, so yeah, so it's 15, 16 drinks. Yeah. And they and they paid for most of those. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a cool thing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've done that. Like, I've splurged on, an, on like a $50 glass of whiskey before. Have you really? Yeah. What was it? Uh, Rip Van Winkle. Okay. Um, it wasn't worth 50 bucks. I mean, I, I, I've, I've had way more expensive whiskeys on like the company's dollar. Yeah. Not in the restaurant back when I was in the coffee industry. Like I, I drank, um, Pappy, was it 23? Oh shit. Yeah. I know. 
I, I didn't realize <clears throat> when we started this podcast and some of the whiskeys we've drank, I didn't realize when we were drinking them the difficulty it is to even get some of them. Oh, we've drank some stuff on this podcast. Well, I remember there was one where you're like, yeah, I got it for like 75 bucks. And then we looked it up and it was like going for it was 800 50, it or was something. 50, it was 56, yeah. yeah. But there's been a whiskey on this podcast that we've had that secondhand was going for like $1,400. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. There's there's some of the whiskeys that we've had on this podcast that are like they're selling at the liquor store for like $800, $600, something like that. Yeah. Um, But like I, I don't, I never pay those prices. So for me. That's all that was. That was a $53 bottle of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It was a delicious, and you're talking about the EH Barrel Proof. Yeah. Um, that's going at the gas station down the street uh, for like, I think $900. And somebody bought it. I, Idiot. Sorry, because I paid 53 for it. And it was fucking delicious. It was a delicious $53 bottle of whiskey. Um, and and I would never, I would never do that. Did I tell the story last time about Caitlin and Leah up at Jewel? No. Because, um, like, that's the big thing. Everybody, oh, I, you told me, but you didn't. Okay. There's, that's the big thing. Like, you have these whiskey drops, the allocated yeah. bourbons, especially from Sazerac. They're, like, <clears throat> highly sought after. And I know Jewel's Delivery Day. And, you know, there's a lot of people that do. You know, if you go up there and you spend enough coin, like. They get pe- to know you. They get to know you. See, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that, like, I, I just grocery shop at Jewel. And I, I happen to have conversations with the girls in the liquor department. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, I um, every once in a while I'll ask. I'll be like, hey, um, you know, just, you know, I'm roaming through. I was like, by any chance, do you have any allocated bottles back there? And then it was, it's usually a no. Because I, I don't go up there right at 2 o'clock when it's getting dropped off. And they're, up, they're still opening the pallet. Because to me, that's a dick move. Then you're just using them. You know, and I don't yeah. like that. So... All I do is I go up there and like when I go through to buy myself, like if I need a bottle of whiskey or if Anna needs like some some bush light, um, I'll if I see them, I, I sit and I'll have like a you know five or ten minute conversation with them and then I'm on my merry little way. Um, but I got a text from them the other well, this is a couple weeks ago now, and um, they're like, "Hey, we saved you a bottle," and I go, I text back, I said, "That is so sweet." That I, I said, "I'm going to be doing some grocery shopping today. I'll come up." And so I walk over, and they're both standing there, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, a bottle. They got me two bottles of Eagle Rare. And now they normally just let you do one. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. And you can't do, like, one of each. It's just one, and that's it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we just feel bad because, like, we never have anything when you ask. You don't ask very often, so we felt kind of, you know, bad about it. So we set these aside for you. And, like, it just warmed my yeah. heart. But then I came to another realization because at the liquor store I saw Eagle Rare. And they wanted like $95 for a bottle. Oh, yeah. And I bought two of Jewel at MSRP for like 84 after tax. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. It's a I, weird. I'll say this. There's two things there. It's like, number one, don't be foolish to to follow like this inflation thing. It's, it's yeah. not real inflation anymore. It's greedflation. And... The secondhand market is just crazy when it comes to whiskeys and oh yeah, especially like Eagle, Eagle, um, Sazerac, Buffalo Trace, like all those like oh yeah, Blanton's. Blanton's is delicious. I think that was one of my absolute favorites that we've had. I've got but some I'm, at the house right now. I know, but like I wouldn't go buy it right now just because it's like 
everyone is trying to well, MS- jack up the price. MSRP on it just went up. And that's fine. Because it was it was, it was like $59. And um, actually, there's a guy that works in the liquor department, Joel, too. And I, I told you this story. I might have shared this on the podcast, too. But I was over there. And again, just grocery shopping. And this was, I didn't actually need anything in the liquor department. But every once in a while, I like to window shop. Yeah. And so I went over to their liquor lockup, their glass case. Yeah. And I saw that they had Buffalo Trace. And it was on sale for like 23 bucks. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to buy a bottle. That's great. I don't have any Buffalo at home right now. Yeah. And I had just gotten done having a conversation with the kid in the liquor department. And I was like, all right, man, well, hey, it was great catching up with you. Have a good day. And I walk over to the liquor lockup, and I saw it, and that's when I walked back. And I go, hey, man, sorry, I'm bothering you again. I said, can I get one of those bottles of Buffalo Trace, please? And he's like, hold on a second. And he walks in back and comes out with a Blanton's box. He's like, I appreciated your conversation today and, like, your kindness. He's like, that's for you, man. That's been chilling back there. I go, oh, shit. I said, are you serious right now? He's like, don't you want it or anything? He goes, he goes, no, no, I think you, I think you deserve it. That's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's my other point is the power of your network. Like, and this is actually true for people in general, especially if you're trying to move somewhere in, in your professional life or whatever, the power of your network is so incredible. And I never really, I was like, no, I'm going to. I'm going to work hard and that's just going to be enough. It's not. No. The people you know is so much more important in in two senses. Number one, they're great mentors or they have like tribal knowledge that you'll never learn unless you're actually doing the activity that you have to do for work or whatever. Yeah. But your network will allow you access to so many more things. And it sounds funny, but even like... Making contact with those those jewel girls and then they're like, hey, yeah. we're, they they text you saying, yeah. hey, we got this, and you're like, damn, that's awesome. It's because you took that time to sit and talk and like get to know people, and now they're part of your network. And it's like, for me, I went through a very very difficult job transition where I had all my network built out in teaching. It was my network and. Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, like if people are like, oh, I really want to get into teaching and you need a connection, I still have incredible connections and I can reach out because I made a really nice footprint in education, but I had to transition and start my network all over, but I actually didn't. The most recent job that I've gotten that has basically changed my life, that connection came from when I was a bartender at Ruby Tuesday. That's so cool too. Right? Like... I was friends with them. I became friends with them, but really they've started out as just regulars. Like they came in once. Mm-hmm. I knew who they were. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so and so and so and so. I was like, those ribs were pretty good the first time. We came back for them and they're like, you remember what we got? And I was yeah. like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I was like, you still want that blue moon and Miller Light? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we actually want the ribs again. <laughs> and it became almost a like a bi weekly thing that would come yeah. in like every other week or so. Yeah. And then we became really close friends. You know, I was friends with both the husband and the wife. And then I started, like, I would go over to their house and chill at their pool. Like, yeah. They would, we would go out together after a shift. Like, they would come in, like, towards the end of a Friday night shift and be yeah. like, where are we going? I'd be like, we're going out. I know that. You're here. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And, like, and, you know, I would buy rounds. It was always fun. And it was like, then, you know, we progressed in our careers and it was able, I was able to stay in touch with that person as friends, but also I had questions when I transitioned from education to business and the corporate world. Yeah. It's a whole different 
you know, world. And I had questions and I would go and say, hey, I don't know what to do in this situation or how do I get in with these people or how do I jump from this job to this job? And like having that mentor was so important. And then, you know, they were able to see my growth and my success in Mm -hmm. the corporate world. And then they were finally like, hey, we have a chance to work together now. Let's do this. And it it propelled me into a different stratosphere. And I'm very excited. And, you know, not as much like just the work I get to do. The the strategic environment that I'm in now is because I remembered their beer order and some ribs. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot in between there. It's not just because of that. But it starts with that. It starts with those simple things and building out your network and staying in touch with the good people. The good ones. And you're going to have some that start out as good and end up yeah. bad. And you're like, cut them loose. Yeah. They do not need to be in your network. They do not need to be your Dude. friend. They do not need, to, even if they're family, you do not need to engage with the people that are just going to detract from your life. They suck the energy out of your life. Fuck them. Yeah. But the good people, oh, you find a way to stay in touch. And you don't have to, you know, people drift. Yeah. And that's okay. You don't have to harbor any guilt you don't have to harbor any ill will towards them people drift but you might come back yeah and so i think it's so important that you develop a network of good people for business personal romance like all of those things it's all about the people you surround yourself with the the community that you build is so important and so i don't know how we got to this but i just i can't stress it enough is you know, the people you get to know, stay in touch with them yeah. in some way or another, whether it's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, text, a phone call here and there. Maybe you do get the chance to meet up. There are plenty of people that are in my network that I just don't get a chance to to see as much. But every now and then, I, I'll get a random text for them or I'll send them a random yeah. text. And just a quick, hey, man. I was thinking of you the other day because of this. Hope you're doing well. And it doesn't have to be a full-fledged catch-up. It's just, hey, hope you're doing well. Love you, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pulling up my phone right now because that's – so that that's like you, you hit the nail right on the head there. Like I, I think that the number one job to network at is bartending. Oh, the service industry for sure. Yeah. Um, because like I if I went through my contacts right now, I couldn't even tell you how many of them. Are people that I met through the restaurant and that I'm now friends with, you know, and have and have you've done obviously things for them. You've served them. You've yeah, you've whatever. But there's times where they've come back to you, but and like really helped you. Like I text my buddy Steve last night, and I met Steve through the restaurant. He's a a, a fantastic lawyer, um, you know, and like you know, he's that's just one of the professions. Like, dude, when I moved in the into the house, like. Everything that the guy was telling me that needed to be fixed, I was like, oh, no, no, yeah, no, I got a, I got a buddy that does that. Oh, no, I got, a, I got a guy for that. It's the I got a guy syndrome. Yep. And and you really get it. But, like, I texted Steve last night just because something silly. I thought of something weird. Yeah. Um, and so, I like, I sent him a little uh, – every time he texts me to get a reservation, it's always in, like, you know, us pretending we're, like, knights of the round table. <laughs> I love it. So it's it's always like uh, it started as like him asking like me and my lady would like to what oh hey good call Bri good catch buddy you're an audio engineer after all <laughs> we, we almost just got the outro in there um he's like me and my my, my lady would like uh, seats at your fine bar this evening and then I of course responded like uh, 
alas, uh, I will I will alert uh, I will alert the, all the knights and like uh, and all the steeds and I you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, <coughs> you know, I sent him uh, a text last night. I said, you know, it's Saturday night and uh, there are no sirs and no ladies upon the bar. Miss you guys. <laughs> and he res- he responds with a pretty lengthy text yeah. that like starts his old English. And he's like, hey man, yeah, I really miss you. Uh, we're definitely going to hang out after the holidays. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And that's the thing. It's not like, I-, I think sometimes people get into a place where like, oh shit. Yeah. I haven't hung out with so-and-so or I haven't talked to so-and-so. And it's like, it gets uncomfortable because you're like, I should have, but they were busy too. They didn't reach out to you. It's not oh. like you blame. Now, if they reached out to you and you're just fucking ghosting them, that's yeah. kind of shitty. And you yeah. got to own that and yeah. own it. Who cares? Like everyone goes through those stages in life. And yeah. I think there's something to be said about <clears throat> in your both professional and personal life yeah. about the company you keep. Yes. And it's so important to keep good company. Yes. Because it is mutually beneficial. You, you take good care of them and then, it might not be right away, but yeah. eventually it comes back to you and usually in multiples. Like I did try to use my connections at, um, with the West Dundee Fire Department because I didn't want to use my ladder to climb on my roof to put up my fire or my Christmas lights. <laughs> so I was talking to one of them. I got shot down, obviously. Are you actually serious? Oh I was my like, God. I, I, was like hey, I said, hey, so um, Sunday, if you guys aren't busy, could you bring the fire truck to my house and I use the ladder? <laughs> Oh, can you just give me the bucket? And and the girl's like, she's like, yeah, we definitely can't do that. But if you want me to go up on your roof with you, like, I'll happily come and help. I was like, no, no, no. It was kind of the fire. The fire truck was a make it or break it. It's a deal breaker for me. That would be the ultimate power move. Hey, hey, listen, I'll dial 911 if you need me to. But I just need you to bring the truck on. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something wrong on the roof. You'll need the ladder. <laughs> There's a fire. It's just you holding a lighter. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Oh, God. I was telling <clears throat> You know, I got to tell that story to John for sure because he, he was he's a retired fire chief. <laughs> John, I tried to pull. He's actually the one who told me to get the fuck off my roof last Christmas when I was putting the lights up. I have a very steep pitch on my roof. Um, and it, for somebody who doesn't climb on roofs often, it's not something I should be doing, but no. I'll be damned if my house doesn't look nice for Christmas. Um, oh, no, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what though? I, I am very seriously thinking about throwing my hat in the ring you should. You know, when there's time for, uh, you get, you get your the, brick by us. Yeah. Cause we, Noel, Noel won it. No shit. Yeah. The first, first year we were here. Really? I don't know if I'll do that because I'm not quite that ready yet. I'm still figuring things out at my house. Fifty and... bucks and a brick, man. Dude, fuck yeah, man. Basically, they cover the cost of you know the brick, the extra electric. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now they better up it. Yeah, God, jeez, Louise, man. Um, shit, where was I going with that? I was gonna say something else. Steep, about... steep pitch. Oh, steep lights. pitch the roof. Fuck it, hate it, love it. <laughs> I <clears throat> Noel's brother does roofing. Um. He's and like those guys sale. are fearless. Yeah, so he doesn't do the actual roofing; he does the sales. But he has to go, um, like inspect, inspect. Yeah. yeah, he has to inspect before an adjuster comes, and he wants like he makes sure he knows like where to point out, like yeah, no, no, this part, like look yeah. at this, look at these particular shingles or this, mm-hmm. you know, indent or whatever. And so he did that, and he was just like walking. 
back like up and down yeah. in the in the top one. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, yeah. I'm falling into some ivy in the front yard. Then if I go up that thing, yeah. I'll go on this little flat part. No, Did, yeah, no problem. Do you know they make they make special shoes for roofers? Yeah, they yeah, have, like, it's little, like rippy. Yeah, yeah, it's still. Yeah, but when they're when the fucking shingles are off and it's fucking wood. Yeah, you, dude. They make special shoes for baseball too. I still slip sometimes. <laughs> Just because well, I had cleats on didn't mean I didn't slip. So I, I actually, when we got our roof done, it was it was a networking thing too, like somebody that I sure. knew. Sure. And um, you know, I was, ta- I, you know, so naturally I'm like talking to them about it and stuff like that and. He's like, yeah. I was like, so like, you guys, they're, they're just up there, like no harnesses. He's like, well, you know, your roof is, it's a steep pitch, but it's not the steepest. You know what I mean? So like, you know, there are times where like they're, they're, they're tied into something. So like if they fall, you yeah, know, they're just going to smash into your house <clears throat> yeah, and not die. Um, I was thinking about that. I was looking at some of the churches and I was like, how the fuck do they get up to that like tower and, and do that roofing? Angels. Because those shingles, they fucking... Yeah, that's true. Angels. God, Jesus comes down from my high, and he's just like, I got this part. <laughs> he's, an, he's, not a, he's not a Middle Eastern Hebrew. He's an old Englishman. <laughs> I got this part. Okay. <laughs> now he's from South Park. <laughs> yeah, now he's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just so if you guys haven't figured it out yet, we're not gonna have time for politics. Yeah. Today so, anyways, my, my wife... segueing into you were talking about media. Oh, are we really gonna try to do this? Because I literally have no. to be home. No. By eleven. I was gonna say, media has ADD. They can't really stick to a news story for long periods of time. I texted Brian about this because my big thing was everything's focused on Israel right now. Not even. Now Biden is coming back up. Hunter well, Biden. See, and see, and see, and that's and that's just the thing. I, I was thinking about this the other day when I was, you know, um, actually I was listening to uh, Mike Baker's podcast. That's my one of my new faves. Okay, it's called uh, the PDB, and I brought it up. It's the President's Daily Brief. Yeah, yeah, and he just he does a fantastic job of telling you exactly what's going on in the moment, what to look out for. It's like a twenty minute segment. He does two. He he started releasing two a day because it got so popular. And people were like, he literally gives out his email address at the end of every oh, podcast. Shit. And he's like, if you have any questions, please reach out. If you have any concerns, please reach have out. Have you emailed him? I'm going to. You should. I want to. We ask so our people like, to email us. and Just because I I, 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 uh, I want to say that I emailed a former CIA person. Um, and uh, so he got so many responses like, hey, we love that you do this in the morning. Can you do an afternoon report too? And so now he releases two daily. Yeah. And they're just little quick 20-minute segments. Um, God, he's putting us to shame. Yeah, dude, but he's also <clears throat> a retired government worker. You know what I mean? Like he's doing Yeah, and right. his podcast already generates probably. Well, he's on Joe Rogan at least twice a year, at yeah. least. Because yeah. Joe loves – anytime something weird comes up in like, you know, foreign affairs or yeah. like with the government, yeah. he always has him on because yeah. he's got a little bit of insight of what's going on. Yeah. Um, but – um. Shoot, I was, oh, so I was listening to his podcast and he was talking about this and then I was like, shit, like he's talking about Israel and Gaza, but like they're still fighting in Ukraine. Yeah. There's still some shit going on. Like with, Vladimir Putin's running for election. Too. I know. Yeah. Election. <laughs> I don't know why you put it in air quotes. Obviously, they have a very sound democratic process. Dude. It's not rigged elections like it is here in America. I'll bet you a million dollars he wins. <clears throat> 
Oh, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but it, I, I, I thought to myself, and like the question I kind of posed to Brian was, there's so much ADD as far as like the media because there's always something new. And the question that I was going to pose is like, well, how do you focus? How do you stay focused on everything? Like, what? Where do you set your tiers of importance? And then it, I really, it really dawned on me that same day actually that like. All these things going on abroad are important because they affect us in some way or another. But we really need to stay focused on what's happening here. Because that focus focus is drawn on Ukraine and Israel and the money that's going there. Like, hey, do you guys remember that there was just a bunch of wildfires that displaced a bunch of people in Hawaii? Remember that part? Yeah. You know what I mean? How are they doing? What's going on with that? So, so the interesting part about that is we are... We try and be this logical species, but we're almost completely rooted in our emotions first. Yeah. And so our emotions are what are being tagged in every time there's a new news story. Yeah. Right? And you have an emotional, visceral response to that. And the moment those emotions die down, Mm -hmm. it's gone. Because there's something else that's going to draw your emotion out. Whether it's, okay, it's Ukraine. Now it's, you know, uh, Gaza Strip. And, you know, then it's going to be Iran. And then it's going to be whatever is next. Yep. A wildfire in in California that kills, you know, a thousand people. Or an earthquake. Or, you know, a devastating earthquake in Haiti. Who knows? There's always something. And it's because there's this visceral emotional response that supersedes anything logical in our brains. Like... We can try and be logical about things. We can break things down. We've done it on the podcast. But the podcasts that have probably been the most listened to and the most talked about to us are the ones that where it's more emotional. It's more like we get fired up or people are fired up about this topic, whatever the case is, like abortion or like the overturning of Roe v. Wade was one of the more recent ones. Well, the most talked about are usually the interviews with like Heidi or Chris Shields or or Jason or like whatever professor. Oh, it's so funny that you just brought up Jason. Why? Because we're definitely doing a podcast with him before he goes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to. Uh, So with that in mind, it's, I think it's really just because we behave so emotionally and, and emotions supersede our logic our ability to reason yeah and the moment the emotion dies down that's great we're ready to talk okay you're right let's talk about hawaii what did we do how can we perform better no no there's another emotional thing first yeah and it's like a bright flashing light in our brains every single time there's this huge emotional response it just yeah it really made me feel and I've, i've always felt this way like i do have an america first mentality mm-hmm. like if we're not taking care of our own i don't give a fuck if we're helping the ukraine mm-hmm. okay i'm sorry i know we made a deal with them but you know we have our own country to take care of here and it's not being taken care of right you know what i mean <clears throat> things are things are not good fentanyl use is on a rise like sure you know it's there there's so many bad things here that i want to fix first you know it's like it's like I'm going to use your house analogy. Okay. It's like buying a house that has electrical issues and heat issues. And you fix the cosmetics first. Yeah. No. No. So what I want to like, say. It's even, it's even more so. It's like instead of taking care of your house, you fix your neighbor's leaky faucet. So here's the thing. 
I agree with you in a certain sense, but I'm going to use your analogy. Yeah. You just bought the house and you have unlimited funds and you're saying, I'm going to fix this and this and this. When there's seven things to do, you're fixing two of the seven. Mm-hmm. You have the funds to cover all seven mm-hmm. and you choose to do one by one. That's what's happening in America. Yeah, but, the, but we don't have unlimited funds. We do. No, we we actually do. No, we don't. We control the monetary system of the global economy. So we do. And I, I'm not saying we I should think, be. I, I'm not saying we should be reckless with it like we have been. But like we have the ability to do all of those things. It just doesn't really jive with what the politicians want. Well, and here's the thing, too. You know what would really solve this problem? And this goes back to what we were talking about, about networking and like how it's more important to be kind to people and make connections. Um, if if we could just do that as a country, like if we could be that nice person, if we could be that, um, hey, you've had a really, dude, so you had something devastating happen to you today. Yeah, here's the like, bill. Here's, 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 here's a shot. Here's your Jameson. Here's your billion. Yeah, like... If we were just that guy, hey, like, hey, we noticed you guys had a, an earthquake, like, or, you know, Russia, you know, even if we, if, you know, I mean, I don't know, who knows with Vladimir Putin, like, he's a psychopath, but, like, um, if we could just be friendly with all of these other countries, like, nobody wants to hurt the friendly person. No, but a lot of people take advantage of them. Mm. That's where guns come in handy. <laughs> right. Don't don't mistake my kindness for weakness is what I always like to say. I'm a very I try and be very kind. Yeah. Don't don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Yeah. That's what America's gotta do. Yeah. There's a really badass quote that I always see like online. It's like um it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And I wanna be that warrior in a garden and I want our country to be that warrior in a garden. Yeah, I, I think I want to be the guy from Gladiator retiring from the military where it's like, yeah, I killed some dudes for our country. But now, but now I'm seeing my dead wife and kid. Yeah, <laughs> while touching, exactly where I was while going. touching some weed. I don't even know why I was going to, you know, finish that <laughs> statement because I knew you knew. <laughs> And I mean, you're a little bit of a warrior. You're, you know, you are fighting a war in the garden against invasive species. Yeah. Goddamn Japanese hornets. I know they're Chinese. Goddamn it, China. Why do you send big stingy things at us? <laughs> Keep your hornets to yourself. You goddamn Scorpios. Sting, sting. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that I, was can't fun. Be- I can't believe it. we did it again. Hour and a half. Kevin we said br- he, we just pretty spears this. Yeah, bitch. Kevin. Kevin said last week we had to. He he had to do some editing, and it went down to like a little over an hour. But we had like almost two hours of content. Oh yeah, there's 45 minutes of extra content on Patreon. And John, I will send you that extra audio because you did ask. Anybody who wants that audio, <laughs> I will send it to you. But it is never going to see the light of day. Uh, other than that, <clears throat> but we're at almost an hour and a half. You might have to do some editing. I don't no, know. No, 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 this no. Is, this is all going up. Yeah, this is fun. I think, you know, I'll be honest. I love politics. I will want to get back to it. But right now we're kind of in the holiday spirit. I am really, I, I told you, I, you know, I alluded to, I've started a new job and I, I actually really love it. I kind of get back to like my whole Mamba mentality where I got to be great right away. And yeah. I got to push, push, push. But 
you you like you burn out that way and so oh, yeah. like i get i'm much more tired and stuff so this has been a nice little refresh for me like yeah. just conversing with my 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 podcasting buddy and, and one of my absolute closest friends and it's just wonderful for me so i'm sorry i have been distracted when it comes to politics i still know what's going on and if you ever have questions obviously feel free to reach yeah. out to us yeah but this has been just a really nice refresh these last two yeah. podcasts just shooting this shit for an hour and a half and recording it oh it's great so, and and we have i've gotten some nice it's feedback from de-stressor from, for me yeah i've gotten some nice feedback from people i think everyone's a little burnt out from like the bad shit, and it's holiday season. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the good shit. Let's have some laughs. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. Um, I, I hope you enjoy it. If you don't, I, I, we will get back to politics, you know, in no time. But yeah, I've been putting disclaimers um, in the descriptions. Really? Yeah. No politics. All well, no, like, and, like no. I think I, I'm, I think I might have on the last <laughs> description. If if I didn't, I'm definitely gonna do it on this. I'm gonna be like, an hour and fifteen minutes, and that's when we start po- talking politics. If you want to skip ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do want to point something out, though. Speaking of um, talking politics, um, I noticed something the other night about Brian. And I swear to God, Sticky Fingers needs to sponsor us because I'm going to bring it up again. Yeah. So I had gotten off of work on Friday uh, with my buddy Simon. and um, Shout out to him. He listens. Yeah, Simon listens. Simon's a good kid. I like him a lot. He's a a genuinely good human being. And just a a mega... He's he's just a goof. (laughs) And I like that about him. But... It's so funny because you see him be a goof, but like when him and I go out, when it's just the two of us, like he loves to talk about politics. Yeah, and him and I have two totally different viewpoints. Yeah, but it's a very good conversation that we have. Sure. And um, Brian got thrown in the mix, so Simon and I were talking on on Friday night or Friday day, and like it was a long day for us. Like I had to be there at eight a.m. We had a big two hundred and some odd person private event. Yeah. So like it was all hands on deck. So it's like I started at eight, and we didn't get out of there until like eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had two pieces of sushi to eat all day. So I was starving. Simon was starving. We're like, we're going to go eat. We're going to sticky fingers. Yeah. And so we got up there and of course Brian came up and, um, you know, uh, I, so I text Brian, I go, Simon, I'm going to, I'm going to invite Brian, but he's definitely not going to (laughs) come. And so I sent Brian a very similar text. Like I know the answer is no, but, (laughs) and so this asshole comes running up there and he sits down with us and we're talking and naturally politics comes up. Sure. And I noticed something about the way that you speak to people. This is really like more so me just like tooting our friendship horn. Yeah. Cause I wanted to, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I noticed the way that you were talking to Simon, you were being gentle with your po- your political conversation. Okay. Like uh, in a way of, because like you don't know Simon very well. Yeah. He knows you very well because he listens all the time. Yeah. Um, But like you were being not politically correct, but you were being polite with your conversation sure. about politics. Sure. And it dawned on me in that moment. That the way that the, it, it was your your tone, it was everything. I was like, that is not how he talks to me about politics. No. And then I said in my own head, I was like, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in the inner sanctum Dude, of my political I was like, world. I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> I, refl- I I I fucking went home glowing. I had not <laughs> realized that, but oh. I'm reflecting. Uh oh. No, you're fine. I'm reflecting back, <laughs> and I'm like, I could, I, I don't recall exactly, but I could 
I can yeah. feel that. But yeah. Simon, Simon was being the same way, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I had to break down some walls to get him to say some things yeah. about you know, yeah. his political views. I'll break down his walls, too. <sighs> the walls are Like the fucking Kool-Aid, man. Yeah. You went... Oh, yeah. You went old school badass. I went 1990s commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, America. And to that, we say... Be good, be great. Love you guys. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniac. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saints status quo, this is rock and roll. This is God, I'm yelling out, Ron Amon. This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta free my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Wild ones on the attack. I'm a Republican now.